hair is next level, my guy. This is <laughs> the longest my hair has been in legit like 20 years. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, well, because I haven't, like, obviously, I haven't been able to go see anybody who can cut it. See, for me, the big thing is uh, as soon as it starts encroaching on the top of my ears, yeah. that's when I start going crazy. Right. I hate that. But yeah. yeah. It's been, I've been basically an Indian Bruce Lee for like about a week now. It's been awful. Well, you know what? Honestly, it's a good look. It's actually better than I was expecting, to be honest. That's cause... fair. It could have gotten a whole lot worse. Oh, I will yeah. say, the the I'm, I'm shocked the beard wasn't the first mention, but all right. <laughs> the, that's the thing. I'm I was gonna expecting say... caveman. I'm expecting caveman. <laughs> I was expecting like down to here. I'm surprised got, like, it's not longer. Where's the neck? I, just look, I need the neck. I just look like a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> I look Ugh. like Indian Gandalf. <laughs> and you let me down. You let me down. I, I know. I'm sorry I disappointed you. That's that's a great start to this show is being deeply upset at the fact that I'm not more unkempt. Welcome to the Async Podcast. My name is Arneet Singh. I am your host. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's been a week since the last episode. I'm thankful if you did listen to it. If you didn't, welcome in. I am not going to be exclusive. This is for you. I love you guys, whoever you are. This is for you. I, as you've probably noticed with the last few episodes or like this entire run so far, I am jack of all trades, master of none, have a million different interests. So I wanted to get into sports when I did, I got into movies when I did, and now we're getting into a political pod. And I'm actually really excited because for the people who are watching the video, the people who can see me, see him above or to the side, I don't, I don't know how it's going to orient. Uh, but this is a friend of mine from 10 years ago who I actually haven't spoken to since I moved to New Zealand back in 09. And it has been that long, hasn't it? Good it's, God. It's been that long, my dude. And, uh, and I'm really excited to, to, get to talk to him about some politics stuff and you're going to love his passion and enthusiasm. So please give a warm welcome to Andrew Nasargan. How are you doing, sir? Hello. It's It's been a surreal couple of months. Um, surreal has been my go-to term for it because I think it's just been helpful that way. Uh, no, this is this is fantastic. I'm glad, I'm glad you invited me on. It's been, it's been a hell of a weird, weird year. And I feel like politics in general has kind of been fundamentally broken since 2016. But uh, <laughs> that's a whole different thing for a different time period. As far as like speaking to who I am very swiftly. Um, so I don't want to reveal too much because I don't want to accidentally get my bosses in trouble for potentially saying something that might be a little bit too socialist and a little bit too angry. <laughs> um, I'm, an I'm, an, I'm in education. I work in education. See, I but we're, work. We are triple sourcing everything. So it's okay. I am, we are as hard left wing as you can find nowadays um but to be fair and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into it it's kind of hard not to be considering the other side is consistently blasting off their own toes but you know here we are um but we will we will definitely get we'll into definitely that. talk about it but so, as far as expertise i want to quickly say at the top of the hour before anybody blames me for anything because easy i as much as arneet is uh, proposing i am an expert on things i consider myself educated i do not consider myself the end all be all of anything and if i say something stupid because it has been 10 years since arneet has seen me and he has not seen me be a relatively humble human being 
please tell me when I'm wrong. <laughs> it happens. Just leave a comment. <laughs> Let us know when we're being blowhards because that's what we're actively trying not to be. Welcome to what happens when you put opinionated people in a box for two yep. months. Eventually, we just have to yell at something. Now, before we get too deep into it, uh, yes. because uh, it's been 10 years and because I still consider you uh actually a really good friend you were always like the most wonderful human being in the world to me i um, i appreciate that thank you and, so much no and you I, you earned it you being you um I, but i uh, wanted what? to give you i wanted to give you like a little bit of quarantine like a almost like a gift wrap gift here oh please do yeah so we both know her she's a wonderful wonderful person and i don't know the last time you talked to her but please welcome the one the only what? my own next door neighbor Sherman Yang! Hey! What's up? Oh my god, this is fantastic! <laughs> Connect your She's audio. Connected to audio. Give it a second. <laughs> there she is. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So you have no idea. I was like sitting here waiting to join. I was like, oh please God, don't tech issues. No. I've been like all my work conferences, so I know how to use Zoom. Like, I've been I've been trying really hard to make sure this audio is working just this one time. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, wait, this is a real podcast on a real channel with real people. I'm like, don't embarrass me. I well, have to care. <laughs> Shermin, how are you, boo? It's been so long since we talked to you. Um, well, doing pretty well. Very tired of being quarantined, but it's for the best. So Your apartment like looks swanky, though. Like, that I was, was going to say, it looks space amazing. to be in during quarantine. Thank you. I would give you a tour. Huge fan. Whoa, where did you go? There's she moved her computer slightly and the connection dropped. Oh my god. I'm gonna get a message soon. She's gonna be like, I knew it. And it immediately embarrasses her on a podcast. There is not a better way to begin podcasting than completely biffing it by accident. Just stare at her when she comes in, just stare. Oh, entirely. Just just stare directly into camera. Did I get kicked out? I did get kicked out. You kicked yourself out. I kicked myself out. How did I kick myself out? I didn't do no. it. <laughs> You're acting well, like we understand Zoom? That's not a thing. I think it kicked me out, so. <laughs> apartment tour right now, you didn't clean up. You're fine. I literally, the only space that's clean in my room right now is this box. I even cleaned, like, just whatever would be in this part of the mirror, that was cleaned. Everything else is garbage. <laughs> You're just like, I know enough of this corner is going to be in shot that I yeah. need to clean it. <laughs> yeah. Just finagle the corner you're going to zoom in, like you're going to use for zoom. No, it's, it's about no, working like... smarter, not harder. Isn't that a current going joke on the internet is like, everybody has cleaned exactly one corner of their apartment <laughs> in the past two months. <laughs> Well, it's a going joke if you live in New York, it's like your apartment is only one corner big. So. Oh, that's fair. It is New York City. Good God. I'm, so you're in New York nowadays. I yeah. actually, so I knew that. I didn't know. So how long? Been in New York since 2013. So I've been here for a while now. Okay. And Arneet, you're currently in Los Angeles, right? Land of dreams. So I am the alone person filming from our three uh, hometowns. Yep. Yep. It I haven't been back to Seattle in three years, and that was just for four days. <laughs> I was supposed to be back in Seattle this weekend. I had to cancel my ticket, so. Oh. And here we are. <laughs> no, one shot, what's the weather right now? Yeah, so are you guys still quarantined? beautiful sunshine out there. Yeah, no, we're, I think everybody, Washington State, New York, California, anywhere that's like liberal-ish is probably still on stay at home. Yeah, anybody who has a sensible governor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, like at anybody who has like sensible politicians in charge who are like, please stay inside. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's crazy. Making my parents like 
steadily less conservative. Like every day they called me and they're like, yeah, Republicans suck. Sorry. I don't mean to oh, get no, too that's, that, no, that's, I mean, that's the whole point of the podcast. My, my <laughs> mom has, my mom has definitely shifted a lot more to the liberal wing as things have gone by, because I think the response has just been so poor that yeah. she's just like, I have no justification to ever think these people are worth voting. Well, my mother's a nurse as well. Like, she retired, like, think, oh. a few months ago. So, like, for her, it's extremely personal, because she's like, yeah, my coworkers are in danger, my colleagues are in danger, and, like, these jerks in Michigan are out there protesting and, like, complaining about nurses and, like, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna immediately make this about race, but uh, from the spread here, we have three Asian Americans whose parents are probably all pretty conservative. Who turns out crises kind of make people a little bit more liberal when things come down to it. Yeah, I'm lucky that my parents have so, always been right. Democratic voters. So I like my mom is like oh, the most spiritual well. homebody and on the face of the earth, and she's she's having a field day not reading the news but still commenting on it. So like. She has that one part of her that's a little conservative, but thankfully it's in support of people that we actually like. So, well, there you go. Oh God, I love your mom. She like has her herbal tea and her her coloring books. Yo, she like <laughs> ten minutes, ten minutes before we started this, she cut fruit and put it aside and was like, "Hey, do you have time?" I'm like. Yeah, sure. So I'm like sitting in here eating fruit as quickly as I can, and they're in there watching Korean dramas. My mom and my sister, and like that's been that's, that's been like the I portrait of quarantine for them for like the last two weeks, I think three weeks. For my mom and dad, it's been uh, and Sherbet will probably get a kick out of this. It's been a lot of like British period pieces. It's been a lot of like <laughs> of like very much like Victorian British dramas where I'm like, guys, I don't need to hear about what happened with another like aristocratic family in a fictional <laughs> story I don't care about. Like I love you, but no. <laughs> Downton Abbey? They're oh, they're long out. since past that. They oh, moved on to like the they moved on to like the BBC series that like five people have heard of. Toss. Oh god. <laughs> god which one? Which one? I'm That's actually I'll I'll get a note for next time to like here is the last <laughs> thing that they watched. But it was it's been hilarious. Well, good so, to see you. It's been yeah. forever too. I haven't seen either of you in ten years, and I feel like oh, this I is know. a weird reunion special, it's if like, not also a podcast. <laughs> Along the same lines of talking about race and stuff, like let's be let's be real for a second, all right? These three fa frames we got going on with Asian Americans look exactly the same as they did in high school. Our skin does not crack. <laughs> well, okay, Andrew, you did I've not got... go to our ten year. You did not go to our ten year reunion. I went to the ten year reunion. People oh like, no! You look exactly the same. Like you have the same haircut. Yeah. Like you look exactly the same. It was really <laughs> funny because do you remember? Do you remember from high school? Do you remember Alex Smith? Um, chem, he was in our chem class. He was in, I think he was in our gov class, but yeah. wonderful guy. He and I, I, he and I have been friends for 10 years and we were staring at the 10 year reunion thing of like, do we do it? No, no, that's a dumb I idea. Wish you, you don't go back way. there anymore. <laughs> when exactly the way high school went, I hung out with like the friends I hung out with in high school in the corner and it's like, this is exactly how high school went. Like, oh, <laughs> nothing has changed. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I felt pretty good growing up in Redmond. I felt like it was a really nice area. I feel like the people were genuinely pretty friendly. Sure. There was, I, I would, yeah. I would argue. I would argue that because of the Asian American community in the area, it's definitely a lot more open to that kind of thing. But hey, and this is to Indian Indian guy. But as the darker one of the two of us, um, <laughs> I definitely did have to deal with some stuff from high school that I'm like looking back. I'm like, mm, no, pretty sure that was racist. And yeah. it's it's more of an underlying thing than it is the like overwhelming where it's like oh it's the uh, like in your face non subtle but there are a lot of subtle moments that looking back I'm like huh 
That is actually weird. And maybe it's because my education recently, as far as being an educator, has been so focused on like equity and, you know, being able to explain racism to white people that um, <laughs> I'm just like a little bit too hyper aware of it now. But I think like observing my own past, I've been like, wait, was that race motivated? That's, yeah. that's uncomfortable. It's the hindsight of it. You start thinking back to that kind of stuff. And then, but that's the thing. I pushed so much of that back that I just didn't even think about it until like Not I, only, missing much. I only started getting woke in college. Like, that's really when I started, like, realizing, okay, you're going in a direction yeah. that I would have been comfortable with if I wasn't so much more informed now. I would argue that, like, that's probably a lot of us. I would argue that a huge chunk of contingent of people who were born in the 21st century, like, that you you learned really fast that you were in the wrong. And I feel like a lot of us who went to college during, like, the early 2010s, that was that realization of, like, ooh, Maybe I am the one in the wrong here. Maybe I should do some more research. And because of that, I think we were more open to it. I mean, hell, I have to explain that to students in the classes I work at nowadays who are, you know, trans or gay, who are uncomfortable with like, why aren't rights moving so fast? I'm like, look, don't get me wrong, right? You, absolutely, rights should be moving as fast as humanly possible. And like, everybody deserves to be a human being. But in 2006 or 2003, I can't remember which one, like there was a constitutional amendment to try and ban gay marriage. Like, let's not undercut how far we've cut in 14 years like it's yeah. been we've come pretty far in a short period of time i'm not saying that's where we stop but i think as far as like a nation we have changed pretty dramatically pretty swiftly it's not the best but it's better i think the other reason that i like the reason i didn't get woke until college was because a lot of the issues that pertain to us and actually started seeing progress of like the way that we interpreted them were affected by our age at the time. And Andrew, you, when we were talking before, we, you brought up a really good point that because of that, the millennial generation, everything that we've gone through to this point, like the last 12 years, there's a very likely chance we're not going to be the thought leaders of the, of the future of the next 20 years, maybe. No, and actually, so I'll, I'll bring that point up in full so Sherman can hear it, is that, so when I was originally talking to Arneet about it this morning, I think I've come to the realization that our generation might, just not be and I think Arneet put it really well there we might just not be the thought leaders of the next the next round of America we're because burnout and the fact that a lot of us have now and I was talking with someone about this this morning like we've had to deal with two once in a lifetime financial crisis crises oh, yeah. like we are dealing with a massive unique situation that has led to severe burnout and mental anguish amongst our entire generation. And I think it's entirely fair to say that a lot of us are just done. And that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just kind of, I think, a fact of the matter. I don't know about you guys, but in the course of my, I mean, up until now, I worked 50 some odd hours a week since I graduated college. And that was just normal. Like before this quarantine crisis, I had not taken a significant vacation in I think two years. And I say significant vacation in the form of like more than three days. In historical terms, do you think we're like, we're the next lost generation? I think yeah, I mean, are. I don't like to think of us that way. <laughs> oh, isn't it I, I don't like to think of us that way, but I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, we what are we going to contribute to this? Like, at, like at 27, I shouldn't feel this this old exhausted exhausted and and like you said beaten down and burned out it just seems like it's one barricade after another that we seem to have to try to find a way around yeah i think we have some numbness to crises at this point like you can't scare millennials anymore because it's like mm -hmm. wait this is the crisis we grew up with 9-11 then we had the financial crisis then we had like a bunch of wars then we had trump then we had this it's like okay how many like 
there's been so many crises. And the frustrating thing for it, especially, and I think what really gets to me, is the inherent what seems to be unfairness of it, of like, none of this was caused by us. We did not wake up one morning and crash the financial systems. We did not wake up one morning and vote in Trump. Like, we did not cause any of these things that are directly affecting us. And I think that's why I feel like if millennials are going to be moving into the future here, we're probably going to be the generation that just like doesn't really affect all that much because we're just so used to the universe and chaos just throwing whatever die they decide to because we also keep in mind and this is something the new york times keeps keeps printing is like we still have climate change on the horizon like this is not like let's if we're talking about overwhelming overbearing issues like i don't want to be the immediate downer on the one podcast that was invited on <laughs> but Let's let's be serious. Like COVID will pass. COVID will absolutely pass. As I've told many many students, this is a this is a temporary this is a temporary lockdown that will inevitably pass when we eventually build a vaccine. There are hundreds of them already being built. We'll be okay as a society. And that's not that. Like there's hundreds, thousands are still going to die. And that's not to undercut that. That's still going to happen. Yeah. But a good majority of us as a society will make it through. However, the other actual existential crisis of the world drowning is also still on the horizon. And that's just another, and that's where I feel just like, and I feel exactly to what Arneet's saying. I'm just like, like what, like what's the point anymore? Um, Yeah, that inherent exhaustion that comes with being like, I have no control over anything anymore. I think the counterpoint that I would make to that theory is we may not have a choice, but to be yeah. the thought leaders of the future because like let's let's be real gen z you know whatever amazing progress they're making in their ideology in their view of the world they are they're still really young and they're still yeah. figuring stuff out and we're supposed to be the generation that like from now until we're like in the next 7 to 8 years maybe even yeah. less we have to start taking up that mantle of that we need to be able to shape the at least start shaping the next 20 years and we can't rely on the people behind us to do what the people ahead of us weren't able to do to set us up like it's a weird paradox but it's i I don't see any other way out of it and i don't think the country is I, i think the country will suffer if we decide to say okay I just don't have anything left in me. Like, I don't think that's an option. Well, I think one of the big things is millennials have got to go out and vote. They have got to become a voting bloc. They're still not a voting bloc. Bernie Sanders rallies had higher turnouts than the voting, like the the polls in the same district. Come on, you guys have got to go out. Like, people have got to go out and vote. Which is is insane to me. Like, I I remember seeing, and both of you can probably speak to this as well as people who pay relative attention to politics. I remember seeing Warren's rallies and seeing how full those were and seeing the number of people that she shook hands with and see which by the way now that we look back ooh, that's an infection vector <laughs> um but <laughs> sorry but you know post post corona criticism true. but yeah. it is like it is inspirational to look back at some of those bernie rallies and some of those warren rallies and just see the number of motivated people and then you look at the voter apathy numbers and it's insane to me to be like so what, were you out there for the look? Like, were you not out there to care about the politics of it? What were you doing? Right. Like, I know, I know it's not fun to go wait in line, but you have to do it. I'm sorry, you have yeah. to. And to be fair, like, I'm, I'm, really gr- I'm really glad. And I, once again, living in Washington State, comparatively to you two guys, I have this advantage. We have universal vote by mail. That should be 
required be standard. And I, I'm I mean, somewhat hopeful that COVID will push that into this, like, into the norm. Right. Well, the, the good news on that is there were some, there was some stuff about it this morning. It looks like Michigan is moving to that. Florida looks like they're moving towards that. So there are some battles, and especially you, the only reason I know that is because he yelled about it on Twitter, because of course he yelled about it on Twitter. Um, um, but on that, yeah, so uh, he started with, um, yeah, so, oh God, words. Um, they look, <laughs> the battleground, some of the battleground states and some of the, some of the states most affected by COVID-19 looked like they're moving towards vote by mail, if only for safety, not even for good, the good reason well, of they should have done it in the first place. The thing is, the effectiveness of that is going to entirely rely on can USPS actually stay running past September uh, without being either privatized or just simply going away until there's public funding. So they're running a variety of different donation groups. Oliver did his donation run with the stamps. Yeah. It's not going to keep them afloat for long, but keep in mind, and this is a big deal because I always remember this one. We just need to keep things running until January, guys. <laughs> just, yeah. just until next January. Just hope against hope that the election goes the way that all three of us want and then all of the institutions that need funding can go back to normal. That is the hope. But you never know, man. I thought he wasn't going to win in 2016. I've been wrong before. Some of you might be a little bit confused right now. Suddenly, Arnie is on his own talking to you. That's because I'm breaking up this conversation that ended up running two and a half hours long into five parts. Uh, I had such a blast talking to Andrew and Sherman, and I didn't want you guys to, you know, burn out on a super, super long podcast when you could be watching, you know, two Ryan Johnson movies or Pirates of the Caribbean or what have you. Uh, so these five parts are going to be little 20 minute size bite chunk pieces. Uh, but I'm doing that because I really had so much fun talking to these guys. It had been so long and I felt like such a part of something. Uh, in a way that I hadn't since quarantine started. So, uh, and I hope you guys all felt the same way. So stay tuned for part two. It's coming soon. Stay sharp, stay motivated. Peace out.